That's actually to go say to say something again. What's up, ho? Okay, buggy. I'm gonna do the intro real quick, and we're gonna do our best. And I don't know that there's anything else I can do to help the volume, but I'm gonna do the intro. Are you ready, Punky? Can you hear us? I'm not ready. Okay, you let me know when you're ready. <laughs> okay, you're, you're on a delay. I mean, she is. Let me. I can do the intro while you. You don't have to participate in this part. It'll take me just a little bit. Ah. Boo, your internet's fucked. What's going on with you? My internet is at an all-time high. <laughs> okay, it's not you. It's us. It's us. It's our side. We're sorry. Can I do this fucking intro, please? Yeah, let this bitch do an intro. Let's do the intro. ready. We're already in it, guys. We're already in it. Tony, look, I don't need your walking up in here while I'm doing this podcast. Is this better? We're struggling. The struggle bus. Beep, beep. Okay. okay. Punky, we, what's happening with your visual, Punky? <laughs> Punky? We're looking at your fucking ceiling. What is going on? All right, Punky, while you do that, I'm doing the intro. Oh, hi. You're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky few that got out and all the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney, and I'm uniquely qualified to discuss this as I currently, well, I used to work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles, and at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me that you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So, let's eat! So guys, we have the ever-popular and ride-or-dies in this quarantine corona situation back at it again. We have Punky Johnson and Lee Lampson Quay. Hello, ladies. Hi! What's happening? people okay so now punky has joined us remotely she's not physically with us we are remote again at lee's apartment because we think punky may have been around it she has a friend who is on the mend not to worry about him but he is uh he's got it and he was insistent on getting tested and found out that he had it and it being the coronavirus it so it the the unspeakable the virus that we do not speak of yeah I almost said Dumbledore. That's not the right name. What's the Harry Potter thing you're not supposed to say? I forget. Oh, I don't know. I'm real good at this game. <laughs> Punky's not going to know either. Lose. Okay. So Punky is joining us via, um, we're doing like a Zoom Zoom session and she's trying to get set up right now. And so there's a little bit of a delay. So pardon the, the sound. I'll try and edit some of that out, but some of it you're just going to have to deal with. And she does sound a little bit like she's in a cave far, far away because <laughs> she kind of is. And so we're going to do our best to include her on the mic. But uh, Punky, you got anything to say? What's up, Holes? Okay. That's great. That's your intro. Um, <laughs> okay. So it's been a couple weeks since we, well, no, actually it's been, Jesus, this feels it's like flying. It's, it's crazy. It feels like, so I posted a meme the other day on Instagram saying, if you don't know what day it is, it's March 97th. <laughs> Because it's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, we, it seems like it hasn't been that long, but it's been three weeks, but yet it seems like it's been forever and we have another month to go, we just found out. So, I don't know. Feels weird. Feels yeah, like a I ain't gonna make it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna make it, y'all. Already, uh, I, I, I just think I'm gonna shave my head. About military shades. All of it gone. Are you about to be a full on butch up in here but then your your headshots wouldn't match what they got but do you not care right now i'll just take new heads. okay um and punky's and currently showing us her grill yeah and is i wish you could see this <laughs> <laughs> she has very pretty diamonds on to, her teeth and i've had several friends that have been like can you guys do like a video version of this because we'd rather see what you guys are talking about and i'm like if y'all want to donate equipment to this this fledgling podcast you are welcome to donate cameras and whatever else makes this happen because i'd be down well, you know, everybody that's listening to this podcast right now, Kate and Lee have Androids. Oh, you know, here if, we go. If they had an iPhone, <laughs> it would be a lot easier to record this and upload it to the internet because iPhone have the best 
camera equipment. Okay. Whatever, man. That's, that's great. I will not drink the Kool-Aid. Nor will I. Yeah, but I'll drink this daggone tequila. I'm sorry, I have children. <laughs> she has fur children that are going to be part of this experience, too. We've gotten quite a few questions again, which is so lovely. Thank you for all of the listeners who submitted questions so that we could answer them. Some are just like cons- customer service related, and then others are related to the virus situation that we are in. The first question is, what has changed this week and how has it been different from the last few weeks, ladies? Not a damn thing. Hope. (laughs) There's less hope. (laughs) Well, look, look, Uh, I was... the last time and this time is now I got food stamps on the way. Oh, did you did you sign up for them? Yeah, I signed up for every aid they got. I even financial aid, college aid, <laughs> aid, book aid, <laughs> right aid, bitch. Left aid. Wait, does Rite Aid does Rite Aid have a program? Because that would be perfect if they did for you specifically and your tequila habit. No, Rite Aid just know when I come through the door, they know exactly what I want. I'll go in Rite Aid. I don't even go in the store no more. I just go like right in the front, and they be like, "Every every bottle we have, I say every bottle you have." (laughs) (laughs) I think that you. Reposado, and I want every bottle on the shelf. I think that out of this, we were trying. Punky and I used to do a podcast together that never went anywhere, which it should have, and I'm still butthurt about it. But we were going to try to get Casadores to sponsor us. But Punky, of all the things, I feel like this virus should get you a Casadores sponsor, of if nothing else. It really should. Mm-hmm. I'm a, you know what? I'm about to start doing. I mean, I'm about to. I'm about to have to start getting creative. You know, I mean, I'm creative outside and on stage and talking to people, but now I'm going to have to, I feel like I'm going to have to put all my energy into Instagram. So I'm just going to buy a big old sack of weed and drink <laughs> you don't even smoke and weed. weed and talk match. I know that's what's so fun about it. I'm just about to be out here tripping, smoking weed and drinking my Casadores Reposado and, and talking shit on Instagram for the next however long we gonna be locked up in here. Maybe, maybe if you, maybe I'll start doing drugs too because I've never really been into drugs. So maybe <laughs> fuck it. Why not? I mean, now's the time. If you're gonna pick up a new vice, now's yeah, the well, time. Yeah, let's just do it. See what happens. It's, we're self-contained. So Drug know, dealers worst... are people too, also. They, just, they need business. Yeah, drug, drug dealers are going broke. Well, but they're probably not. They're, no, they're people probably... are probably spending their last dime on drugs. Oh, sad. It's essential. <laughs> it is an essential it is an essential trying to wrangle in punky's add right now when she is not physically in the same room with us this is going to be a nightmare oh yeah punky (laughs) has several things happening at once yeah i can see you in the video punky i can see that you're doing 16 (laughs) other things right now because people are texting me talking about oh you on zoom i'm like how do y'all feel me when i'm on zoom it's it's crazy how people can feel my zoom energy i'm like do not hop on here right now Oh, because you know what? We should probably create a separate number for this if we're going to do this yeah, again. It's so that it's not a 415 punky number so that every, <laughs> her whole family knows that she's... We might just... Be, the Johnsons might just jump on in. Or no, the Williams. Sorry. The Johnsons? Or the Josh Marks. Oh, oh. oh Are they the ones that are texting you? <laughs> yeah, they're texting you. Lord, I can't, I can't wrangle all these people. So yeah, Punky, hold it down, please. Okay, so Lee, what has changed this week for you? I've been baking my ass off, which I'm really grateful for. I said that last week too, but that's okay. It's literally like, it's keeping me going. It's giving me a little bit of a schedule so I don't fucking stay up till five in the morning, which is tending to be the habit. But like, I don't know, you start to, like I live in an apartment complex. Punky's lucky because she has a freestanding or she has like a duplex, right? But like, yeah. 
but I yeah. live, I am I'm surrounded on all sides by neighbors and I'm ready to fucking murder people. And I live in a neighborhood that's a, that's in the middle of being gentrified. So apparently construction is also an essential job and yeah. that has not stopped. And that starts, uh, last week it started at like five 30 in the morning and I was, nope. I stormed over there in my fucking pajama pants and a fucking puffer jacket and Birkenstocks and scream. I just marched past security guard, went straight to the construction workers that were backing up a truck that was beeping at five 30 in the morning and just started fucking screaming at them <laughs> that I was going to start throwing <laughs> limes at their truck. Cause I had a box of limes at that point, which I have now thrown away, but <laughs> The same thing you throw at coyotes given the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, it's like, are you, I was like, people are quarantined and trying to sleep and we're all losing our minds anyway. And now you're beeping your fucking truck at five 30 in the morning. Anyway, it was crazy. I got asked to leave and, <laughs> and then I yeah. called the police, but and I'm just still going to shave my head. Cause I have no hope. Okay. Wait, uh, punky. You've lost hope. What happened? Don't lose hope. You still have, you have so much comedy to write right now. Well, here's the thing. If y'all want me to be honest with y'all, 50% of me is scared and 50% of me is not. 50, the 50% of me that is scared, that, I mean, the 50% of me that's not scared is the 50% of me that's up every morning. I'm working out. I'm focused. And when I'm focused and I'm zoomed in on my work, I'm not paying attention to what's going on in the outside world. But then when I'm done working by like 6, 630, that's when I start thinking and mm -hmm. I get crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm rewatching Walking Dead prepping for our future. I do not. <laughs> oh, my God. Punky, I don't think that's, that's so smart. dangerous. I don't think that's smart. No. I only allow myself Murder, She Wrote on the Hallmark Channel. That's the darkest I'm going right now on uh, <laughs> as far as television shows go. Angela Lansbury is she's, she's as gonna, scary as you're going to allow yourself. She's the great white hope right now. She's keeping me going. <laughs> <laughs> I've discovered Cheers. I, I've never seen that show, oh, and I'm, oh, I'm watching wait, it now. Excuse me? No, I've never watched it. I, I and Sam and Diane never meant anything to me, <sighs> and now I'm watching it on Netflix. I'm like, oh, I get all these Pungy, references now. Pungy, did you ever watch Cheers? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it came on after the Cosby Show on Thursdays back in the day. Y'all bitches are. Here's the deal. I'm a little older than oh, both of these but girls. Not even that much. Enough to make it a different it was must see tv on thursday nights was family ties the cosby show cheers and hill street blues that was what you watched i always had to go to bed by hill street blues because i was young enough to still have to go to bed by that point i'm not that old however i did grow up oh. watching all those shows but I feel like y'all, you're like six years younger than me, and you both we missed that. We just missed that window. Yeah. No, it ain't no miss it. I just ain't want to watch that shit. But it <laughs> makes you feel any better. I did watch Getting Even with Dad, and I loved Lacoos talking all up. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what was the first one you said? Getting Even with Dad. What the fuck is Getting Even with Dad? Pad dancing is in it, bitch. Okay. Oh, okay. he's from fucking Cheers. Cheers. That's a Cheers guy. Yeah, okay. you go. It doesn't make me feel better, but I appreciate your effort. Because <laughs> I still don't know what the fuck. That sh I've never even heard of that movie. But Two Men and a Baby? If you said Two Men and a Baby or Three Men well, and a Baby. Isn't that the extension of Look Who's Talking? Wasn't that the sequel no, to that? Three Men oh. and a Baby was a full-on separate enterprise from Look Who's Talking. Okay. And that was Ted Danson, We're Steve Gutenberg. And uh, Magnum PI. What did you say? Punky? The dude with the mustache. Magnum PI. What the f Tom Selleck? Okay, I couldn't come up with it. Yeah. Well, anyway. I'm, I'm gonna get us refocused. Okay, so. Baby. Okay, I'm sorry. No, you're okay. <laughs> We're going backwards. So, um, I've heard two phrases this week that are new to me that I did not know were going to become a thing. But I've heard uh, quarantine fifteen. What up, Michelle? And if your pants still fit, you're legit. 
so these are the quarantine goals to, to be able to regulate oh, my motto, your size. My motto is I will not get fat during this quarantine. No, I, no, we know that. You said that 1,400 times in the last episode okay. and I kept you it You kept in. editing it out? Yeah, I edited it out maybe <laughs> a bunch of those times. I, I, I mean it, Kate. I, I fucking mean it. But you run it all the time and you look great. There's no, you've gained zero of the pounds. Well, it's anxiety. Facts. I'm losing weight because I'm You're anxious. You're skinny as fuck oh, right I now too, Hammy. Yeah, how are you doing? You're doing fucking insanity all the time. I'm doing sad. Well, I'm basically kind of working out six days a week because I'll work out five days. I take one day break off. I start off five days, take one day off, five days, take one day off. It's kind of totaling six days a week because I'm only resting for one day. Right. You know, yeah, I'm not. I refuse to blow up, too. And I find myself eating like twice a day because I'll wake up. I'll work out. I'll probably get some work in. I'll eat an apple. Then I'll eat like a nice lunch at like two or three. And then I have dinner at like eight or nine. And then I don't eat again. That's kind of, I feel, you know, it's odd because I, I would have thought that it would have been different and we'd, like, I would have just been sitting around trying to convince myself not to snack on stuff, but I have not wanted to eat. Girl, it's the anxiety. Is it anxiety? Yes, 100%. Because I, like, my appetite is gone. gone. Yeah. I, yeah. I, like, I'll eat breakfast in the morning and then I won't eat again. I'll have, like, maybe some crackers or yeah. something in the middle and then I'll, like, eat this at is, night. But, well, this is the fight or flight response. Like, this is your body in survival mode and yeah. your body's like, I don't know what is happening next because our brains don't know what's happening next. It's strange though because outwardly I don't feel like I am scared or full of anxiety like Punky said it's like half and half but I don't feel the ha- that other half until it starts to like the day starts to slow down and it's the nighttime and then it's the nighttime and you have all this fucking it's funny that you it's still because the nighttime is always the time when if you have time to yourself it's like when it start all starts to settle in mm-hmm. but it's still happening even during the, the 24 hours but, of being in your house well also remember because of our customer service jobs nighttime was our time to shine I mean Punky Punky is a performer, so it's different. I mean, like she's, you know, you'd be on stage, Punky, but Lee and I would be at work grinding coming up at like 8 p.m. is when we would need to flip on. And I have yet to be able to get out of that mode a little bit. Punky, are you noticing that? Well, I'm hungry all the time. (laughs) I just got to force myself not to eat. So what I've been doing is I've just been drinking like every time I get hungry, I'll just drink a big ass bottle of lemon water and that'll kind of fill me up a little bit. I'm kind of replacing my hunger with water. That's good. Well, yeah, that's a good tactic. It was better than tequila. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> and tequila okay so we've gotten a bunch of questions since the last episode aired thank you listeners you guys are amazing and uh, the first one is how are we spending the day and we've kind of all answered this it's get up work out do some work lee's been baking um i've been writing and editing the podcast has taken up a fair amount of time i'm also kind of getting to those tasks that i that have been on my to-do list for forever and i just was like well when i finally have time i'll do it did have you guys seen that where you you had something on your list for months and you're like shit I'm I'm gonna get to that eventually are you doing some of that I've realized that all the things that I've put off because I was too busy was never because I was too busy <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't want to do them or they just, I just never want because they still not done <laughs> I, that's hilarious I have nothing but time and that shit ain't done yet so <laughs> because I'm tired or I'm busy it's because I've, I'm a lazy piece of shit um no, but yeah my, I have new office hours I cut my office hours are kind of like from 12 to 6 12 to 6 30 if anybody asks me any work questions now I'm like you got from 12 you got six hours to ask me things like this don't ever don't ever hit me up after 6 30 anymore that's good though Which because 
you have to have boundaries yeah. i think right now you know what i mean yeah. otherwise people will just be asking you that from the second they wake up to the second they go to bed because no one knows yeah. what what time or day or whatever it is anymore you mm-hmm. know it's a huge switch because you know my office i was was really all day every day when this when this is happening you got your managers your agents hitting you up in the daytime and then at nighttime seven o'clock that's all your comedian sh- comedy shit then Right. So my phone was always buzzing. Now I don't stop that shit from buzzing. Sometimes I go on airplane mode for a couple hours just to not just to get some peace. Well, that's my therapist on Monday said I said that to her because I was like I feel pulled all the time if I'm not fielding phone calls from people that are losing it or you know needing to take care of tasks or whatever. I feel pulled all day. And she said part of getting through this is setting very clear boundaries. Where she said turn your phone off yeah. like completely and just say this is an hour and a half even of just for me doing nothing sitting because she said collectively we're all grieving right now and whatever grief looks like for you is what it looks like and walk through that and I was like oh that's interesting no it is I feel like I I get insomnia when I get anxiety I used to get really bad panic attacks and um I I therapized myself through the panic attacks but it seems to have morphed into you. anxiety yeah, yeah. And but insomnia. you know I mean like I'd rather have a panic attack and then go to sleep than just be up all night thinking about crazy shit or maybe not I don't know but <laughs> grass is always greener but but I do feel like I have had to so now because I've been baking a lot and I've been getting I'll be I'll start to get orders at night and then I'll and then I'll start adding to my next day at like 10 p.m. and then I'll find myself at like 1 a.m. creating a new to-do list and then I'm just and then I can't sleep so it's like yeah it even with that I'm like I'm happy to have it it's keeping me busy it's giving me some structure but it literally could be a 24 hour a day machine if you let it. So you do have to, you do have to, if there are no boundaries, you have to create your own boundaries. That's like, uh-huh. because the insomnia is driving me crazy. Cause it's like, I can't, I don't have anywhere to go. If I, I used to have insomnia and then I would be like, okay, I'm exhausted, but I'm going to go work at night and then it'll make me so actually physically tired that I'll come home and go to sleep. But if I have insomnia and I just am still here, then there's nothing to like, there's no outlet for it. There's no outlet for the anxiety. Well, and that's part of like my therapist was like, I I said to her, I was like, I feel kind of selfish that I'm still running and I'm still making myself go on these long walks. And she said, absolutely keep doing that 100% because she said, if that's keeping you from panic attacks and not being able to sleep, she said the mental health crisis after this is what they're all concerned about. Dude, I am really worried about like punky you probably have a a better perspective on it than us but like comics are really they're dark people for the most part i think that you're you know probably you probably have a bit of that but not quite as much as as other people but i do i am really worried especially since they just extended this to the end of april i'm starting to worry about people mentally more than anything else what do you think about comics i think the comics that are like i listen i am a person that i'm like look i am not going to become my work and these comics a lot of them they are their work they can't even have any dialogue with a regular person and just have a regular conversation without dropping some of their material on you i'm not like that i like to be at home and be an introvert i like to be like that now i'm not i'm honestly I'm going crazy a little bit because I don't really know how to be inside. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm used to getting, I'm used to being out of the house 12 hours a day, all night, you know, getting food. You know, we, you know how we do it. We go out to eat all the time. We we love going to lunch all the time. Dinner when we can. We out, we socialize and we drinking. Mm -hmm. That's our life. And speaking of, bitch, I had to sit down and calculate, like, to fill out all this paperwork to get all this this financial aid and stuff, I had to calculate all of my bills and send them into people. My bills calculate at like thirty four hundred dollars a month, 
And bitch, we make so much money. I didn't even realize my bills was that much. Yeah, I know. I am spending four, almost $4,000 a month on just having a place to live. I had no idea. Yeah, LA's fucking expensive. And then we still have money. And this is what I think I've learned. It started to really set in. I have learned that I can live on less than $100 a week in food. And if you'd have told me that, I would have been like, no, because I just spent $150 last night with Punky at the fucking bar and we barely ate. Like, <laughs> Can you like, see why the economy is tanking right now? Because yeah. there's people like us not out there in these streets. We keep this shit going. Hello. I get like we make a lot of money, but we we feed the economy. We're giving it right back and we're tipping our asses off. And we're off. tipping <laughs> our asses off. Yeah. yeah. But no, for yeah, real, girl. It's, it's just I, I honestly had no idea because I'm sitting up here like, oh, everything going to be fine. We gonna be all right, and then I calculate all these bills. I'm like, I am absolutely not gonna be all right if we don't get back to work. Yeah. I had no fucking idea that our bills was this much money. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's every month I'm just paying the bills. I'm not calculating nothing. I had no idea. No, I have everything on auto pay. I mean, I I appreciate like I had to do it because I would otherwise forget to pay everything. But like it, that's I mean, I feel sort of guilty saying this, but it, it is we do live a nice life if I just know that my bills are coming out. And as long as I just keep going to the bank and put my cash in, I'm going to be fine. Like I don't have to go and be like, oh, fuck, I can't I have to run to the bank to get this cash in so that this next thing can go through. Like I've never had to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had to do that in my life, but in the last few years, I haven't had to. And it makes me, A, very grateful for the money that we've been making, and B, uh, I am not going to go spend that much money again. Well, I, I hope like. this, that's what I looked at my behavior. I was like, I hope this changes my behavior permanently because I can't, if I can, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to change my behavior for like maybe two months. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, when, when when the doors open back up for work, I'm be, I'm going to work my ass off oh, to yeah. get back. If, if we can, but if we have the amount of business, I mean, I really am afraid. So I was watching. The I'm news. not afraid. I think people are ready to go outside. People are ready to party. People are ready to see comedy. People need it. People want it. And people are ready to spend whatever they got left. And everybody know this is how I always operated. Everybody know that when you spend money, you make money. It's That's just how it is. Every time I spent money, I, already, I was like, I already know I got money coming in. Every it single is- time I spend money because we are constantly working. We always hustling. No, I mean, you're right. I think that, you know, we were joking about drug dealers, but like, I do feel like I'm sort of a drug dealer in that I am a pastry chef. And so I'm pimping out sweets and keeping people like people are literally eating like in LA, people are eating like they've never eaten before when it comes to sweets. I like, I mean, I really, I was telling Kate before we started this tonight that I do feel like this is kind of my time to maybe step away from the service industry because people are ordering like crazy i don't i hope that it continues and i'm just gonna like have create new business through this whole thing and but I, I feel like people are gonna get really fat and then be really feel really guilty about it and then stop ordering for me in like two months but nah, so i'm just gonna try to make the most of it make the most of it now because while we in quarantine yeah but um i do feel like that though like when you we i mean if it, it, one feeds the other one thing feeds the other you know what i mean so you make money you go uh, out you spend money make money spend money you know that and that's what the economy is obviously in the most simplest form uh, yeah i mean and i also think that w- w- the behavioral changes are going to be interesting to see how that affects us in in our industry because a lot of yes it's comedy based but a lot of what we do is alcohol sales and i will be interested to punky to, to your point that people are going to be itching to go out I'm wondering if the first two months back are going to be gangbusters and then maybe it mellows out. Like that's the positive potential in this too. Instead of the no one's going to come fill the seats, it might be people are so hungry and so desperate for social interaction and for to laugh because 
the and the side effect of grieving is that you need somebody to force you into laughter. Mm-hmm. And we know a lot of these comics are going to be just doing nothing but writing material. I mean, Punky, are you actually working on stand up material right now? Hell no. <laughs> now, wait, why? What, I, why don't people understand that? Like, I'm using this time to truly take a break. Comedy is depressing. I love comedy. I love being on stage. It's my life. I love it so much. But it is also depressing because when you're in it, you can't stop. You have to keep pushing. You have to try to be better, better, better. But I'm I, I'm like, I'm not about to be stressing over comedy while I don't have to right now. I'm not about to do it. Now, when, the, when they say the doors are open in two weeks, then I'm going to, you know, what they call it, I'm a cram. I'm going to cram my ass off for two weeks and fix my material and get better at it. But I've been needing a mental break, man. That should have break you down. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting thing that a lot of us have been saying that there has been a need for all of us to take a break. And we've all made comments, oh, if only I had time, I would work on this thing that I care about. And so it is it is a little bit of a gift in that way. Have you been, has any, have either of you been watching comedy specials? Have you been missing seeing live comedy? I have been. I feel like a dope fiend. The Walking Dead preparing (laughs) for our future. Okay, well, again, I think I said last time, I'm very happy to have Punky a block away because she's (laughs) my protector. And while you're you're planning for our future, I'm watching Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. I think Kate and I were texting about this the other night. Not always, you know, it's not like, and Leslie, I watched Leslie's special the other night, which actually Leslie's special, I really, really love. I was surprised because I've been off her for a minute, but when I went back, I was like, oh, this is a, that was a, like an epic one. I felt like almost not quite, but almost. And then Bert and Tom, I really enjoyed just because I think I miss comedy watching it live, but, and there were moments that made me howl laughing. So I appreciate it. Yeah. But I definitely miss fucking watching live comedy. That's for sure. Yeah. I was surprised at myself because I thought I didn't think I was a comedy nerd. And then in this time off, I've been listening to a lot of my favorites just over and over and over again on Spotify or on whatever. And wow, we are so spoiled that we, we do get to listen to these like amazing humans and amazing comics just work out their material. You included, Bunky. Like it's, it's weird to not see you guys up there. No, I love like just, I, because I used to set my time around like when I was waiting tables, there was a couple comics that I would always like, okay, if I can get this, this and this done by this point, I can sit and watch Punky. You're always one of them. So then the earlier shows, I remember Justin Martindale used to always be on the end of the earlier shows. Oh my God. I love him. And I would always be like, okay, drop your checks and then you'll have 15 minutes and then you can sit and watch Justin Martindale. Mentally added tags, you know, like when I get up in the morning, I go walk the dogs, you know, if I walk them at night, I'll I'll just be like, oh, I could add this right there. And so I have it in my head of changes that need to be made. But I'm not sitting up here going crazy reciting that shit. I don't know. I'm just I am really, really good. See, as a kid, like I was dyslexic. So I, I didn't I couldn't keep up with reading with the rest of the class. I was just always really good at just listening and watching everything. And then I could put shit together on the spot. And I'm very, very good at that. Sitting down writing comedy depresses me. I write, I gotta write it from the stage. I have to. So if I take 10 bombs, I'm taking 10 bombs. If that'll lead me to 20 killer sets, then that's what I'm gonna do. Wait, so do you... I'll, I'll take the chance. I don't care. Do you write it down ever? Or do you just record your sets and then memorize it from the recordings? You know what? I gotta start listening to myself. It don't even make sense for me to record them because I hate to listen to myself. It's just crazy how you could... So with comedy, it's like, if I listen to it, I hate it. But if I watch the same set that I listen to, I love it. It's so crazy. 
So I have to start filming it so I can watch myself and then I'll love it. But do you write it ever or do you just write down when premises? I, when I when I have something new on my mind, I just go on stage and work it out. And then once it starts to work itself out, then I'll write it to put it in an order and turn it into a structure. Oh, OK. I mean, I think that you're fucking amazing and a genius, generally speaking, but you would have just taken it to another level. I'm like, you don't write anything down. <laughs> you psycho. No, man. Writing it down is I'll be losing my thoughts when I'm right. I, I mean, it's interesting. Talk. I love listening to your process and everybody else's process because I think every comic. I mean, comedy is my absolute favorite form of performance art. It's the thing that I think I'd be the most scared to do, and so it makes me. I'm so I'm such a super fan. But yeah, you should do it. Everybody fi- should do it. Kate, you want to try it? Um, uh, mm, veto that no. question. I'm not even close that. to funny. Like you have to have some sort of next level confidence to be able to do it in order to believe that you can do something before you even know that you are good at it. <laughs> like, but also Punky, it's kind of, it's interesting that you have the kind of confidence where you don't view it as competition with bringing people in the fold. Cause you try to help people a lot. And I think that's also very rare in comedy. Cause there's a lot of sabotagers who I think are not confident in their own humor and so they just want to take other people down. There's a lot of actors that way in the in the audition room. I mean, I've, I've seen it. I've heard I've experienced it where people don't have enough confidence to be doing what they're doing. So the goal becomes get rid of the competition. I, I really hate that. You know what I'm saying? I, I just think like I, I hate when people judge other people's art because art is is in the eyes of the beholder. You can't like with comedy. We all got different comedy. Like I would never judge someone's comedy. I might be like, that's not funny to me, but that don't mean it's not funny. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like if, if, if first of all, you, I give big props for anybody that's getting up there doing it because that's, I, I should, that shit. I mean, you vulnerable for people. You don't know these people. You, you up for judgment and people could really trash you and down talk you. So you get props just for going up there. And second, you, you can't, you know, I mean, you can't really judge. I hate judging people's work, artwork. I hate it. I hate it. I think all art is art. It's just art. It's just it's just different. It's all different. Everybody got their own style. Like when I listen to my comedy, I be like, damn, I be fucking screaming all the damn time. I hate how stupid and aggressive I sound, man. But I can't change it because that's just how I talk. Yeah. And also people have come to love you in some of it because I would not say your brand is aggressive or your brand is screaming. I don't think that at all. But that's how you hear yourself, which is so interesting. It's why nobody's objective listening to their own stuff, because I would never quantify you that I would say you're authentic and raw. Exactly what Lisa. That's how I would describe your comedy. Not screaming. You definitely don't scream microphone it drives me insane i've been trying to stop it for like months i mean just let your i think you got to just let yourself be i mean i totally understand i mean i'm not a performer but just having done these podcasts with kate lately i'm like i listen to myself and i'm like ugh, cringing i can't fucking stand the sound of my voice Fuck off i love your voice i hate it it drives Uh. me crazy i love i hate it but i totally so i totally understand like i can't imagine being on stage all the time and being a performer and then having to go back and watch yourself and listen to yourself and then well you're not objective there's no way that you can be divorced enough from your product to to be like that was good that was not good i just don't understand comics who can self-edit in a real way because i think you guys would cut everything given the opportunity because you all have that issue well and some comics i think are more scientific about things and i you know i think that some of them are great at it and somehow can figure out there's a balance between being fully invested in being free a free artist and being the scientific person that can then go back and make it a business and edit themselves and all those 
those things. But that's a fine line. And I don't think a lot of people can do that. I think you either are all in as an artist or you're, or you're out. And that's why managers and agents exist. exist. Yeah. You know? Punky, are you worried about getting, are, are you worried about being rusty or getting back on stage and being like, Ooh, it's going to take me a couple of weeks to hit my stride again. Once you do start performing. Um, I mean, not really. This I mean, just so confident. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and your confidence. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, you know, I mean, I, I mean, the thing is, everything I want to say is already in my head. And then w- once they tell me I'm going on, all I got to do is be like, all right, yeah, kidnapping this, 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 this and this. And then I'll just go up there because, you know, like comedy is comedy is like riding a bike. It's muscle memory. Just because I stopped riding my bike for six months don't mean I'm going to fall when I get back on there. So the things that I the things that I say is it's just it's just it's gonna easily just come off the tip of my tongue and I might miss a few very important words <laughs> <laughs> that I have to shake back and get into but it'll be all right. Do you think the comics are gonna only have coronavirus material going forward? That it's just gonna be a lot of comics getting oh, up there man. talking about how long it's been. That's gonna drive me insane. I, I'm gonna get back to comedy and I'm gonna act like this coronavirus shit ain't even happened. I'm just going to go back and start talking about the shit I was talking about and act like I don't want I'm not telling no coronavirus jokes ever. You really you promise that like not even that word is not going to come out of your mouth coronavirus? No, not unless I hit somebody cough or sneeze in the audience. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> then what are you going to say? Okay, say I just coughed. What are you about to say to me? I don't know what I'm going to say. Something about residuals. Uh-huh. <laughs> you are so stupid. I'm not trusting that shit. I don't trust it. But, you know, I just, um. so not to take away from the funny shit you just said, but like I just, today they were saying that somebody, it's best that we wait it out as long as we absolutely need to wait it out. Because if we force the economy to start going again and force people back out into the world when they're not fully comfortable and they don't trust that things are okay then it's going to happen again because of fear and people are not going to be fully ready to invest but if you wait if you're just patient which is a fucking lesson to all of us in life is to learn how to be fucking patient but especially to the people who are losing money right now the billionaires who are freaking the fuck out i mean we're all losing fucking all money shut the fuck up if you're but a billionaire, like those are the people it. i it's funny because it's like we're the people who are most affected by losing money and those are the people that are probably freaking out the they most about the losing most. money yeah you know yeah. but like yeah we need to get the economy moving again but like if we push it faster than we need than we actually should it will happen a fucking again and we need to just be patient and yeah because i don't have six months to wait this out if no. this means wait it out for three months and then we're good yeah i would rather that than it ends up waited out for three and then have an additional three or four tacked on yeah no, if we like pushed it and then everybody went back and then they're like, oh, fuck, now I have to do this again. We're more fucked. So just let's just wait if somebody and then if and then if somebody coughs in the audience in fucking August, <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> well, the thing is, I just get so upset, you know, because you look I, look, I get it. A lot of people don't believe in what's going on. But what, what upsets me is, is like they got two things I want to see. What upsets me and what makes me very, very happy. Like, what upsets me is they still got people out here having these big-ass parties. Who is? Yeah, who? Bro, I I just saw, I think it was, I don't know if it was in Crenshaw or Inglewood. They had a big fucking, big-ass, ghetto-ass birthday party. And the police had to go out there and shut it down. And the people were mad at the police and making moves. I was so angry when I saw that. I'm like, y'all don't really understand. Like, just we're going to be locked inside longer if y'all keep just disobeying the law. Thank you. And then I want to go outside, too. I want to come to the party, too. You know, but I can't. We can't. We can't do that. But, two, the other thing that's making me real happy is, Lee, I showed you the other day when I was in my feelings how parts of the nation is coming together, man. And 
they touching my heart so much. And when I see these doctors and these nurses on the front lines, and when I see these grocery store people and the truck drivers and shit, they still out there driving because if they ain't driving, then we ain't getting no groceries. Yeah. Like that shit really. Oh, that shit. Like the I was watching that this this guy had a birthday and he was just, you know, he was just he was good, but he was sad that it was his birthday and he had to stay inside. And his girlfriend put letters under like 70 people houses in the apartment to be outside the window with a drink at a certain time. Aww. And like the whole ex sung him happy birthday and I just thought that shit was just so sweet, you know what I'm saying? It it, is. It's it's ways that we can celebrate without being stupid. Yeah, agreed. You know, and I was thinking, I was saying this the other day to, um, to, um, get it out. Like somebody, I can't, I'm like, insomnia. this is the fucking insomnia delay. I'm sorry. So I was talking to a friend the other day about, uh, cause they were saying how they were pissed about their neighborhood doesn't seem to be like acknowledging anything. And I do feel like there's like the working class areas seem to be more serious about things than the bougie ass neighborhoods where people are like, Oh, it's a beautiful day. Let me just go celebrate in the park. And you're like, no, still fucking stay home. It's like, this isn't about you. So in London and in, I know in Vancouver, British Columbia, I saw, saw somebody post that they are going outside every day at 5 PM. Everyone in the city just to applaud healthcare Aww. workers. And LA isn't, why isn't, so they started doing it in Silver Lake. I actually just saw this on, I don't know if it was online or if I saw it, if I heard it on NPR, but we need to start doing more things like that because it's not just, it seems silly, but it's like, it really is just making everyone feel like they're all in it together and everybody's coming together at one time, specifically during the day to show that they appreciate and care about other people that are doing you know, yeah. grocery. I know that doctors always sign up for insane hours and trauma, but grocery store workers, I mean, some of them are union, but like a lot of them are not like the, the grocery store closest to me is food for less. I don't know if they're union or not, but I can just like, you can just tell that it's probably a minimum wage job. And I've had real, like they're my neighborhood grocery store and I walk to them and I have relationships with my cashiers because I see them all the time. And we, now they know a little bit about me and I, you know, I know a little bit about them and they're fucking standing there every day, putting their lives on the line because they need to make a living. I get it. But like they're, they didn't sign up to be in the fucking army. This isn't like a call to duty. I mean, it is a call to duty, but like this is, I'm like, this is literally like changing their lives every day. And they're getting paid, what, $13 an hour? Fuck off. Oh, and look at me. I'm sitting up here like, I think they got an increase. $13 an hour. I thought they went up to $13 an hour. That's just what they get paid? They get paid $13. I think they probably went up to $15. I mean, minimum wage in California is $13. Some grocery stores are offering like $22 for what's considered hazard emergency help. They should all be Yeah, some of them are offering that. But the fact that they're like, and and like now the last couple of days I've gone in and everyone has this like, plastic barrier in front yeah. of them which i'm yeah. grateful for for them they're just trying to fucking they it's probably one of three jobs that they have yeah. in order to survive in los angeles and i i pretty i'm pretty sure that the what they're getting paid and the fact that they probably don't have health insurance or any of those things and now they're literally the front line of this is pretty fucked and no it just goes to show though how quickly the tables can turn and how much if you're a doctor or a lawyer or someone who thinks that you're better than everybody else because of the amount of years you spent in college and the amount of money you spent on that degree that you think you somehow have a better you deserve more from your life and now you're relying on these fucking minimum wage workers to make your life livable I mean, if we learn nothing else from this experience, it should be that fucking 
everyone is doing the best that they can and contributing to the society just as much as you are and you should fucking respect them for it especially in la it makes me so fucking mad when people are so entitled in the city punky what were you gonna say sorry yeah go ahead (laughs) i forgot Oh, damn it. Oh, no, okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> oh, you you want to wait, what? You forgot. No, give me another question. Okay. I got you. Okay. So, something that was asked on the customer service tip was, have you noticed if you have gone out, like I got I got coffee the other day from Coffee Bean cuz I just realized I just needed to interact with humans and I did the 6-foot distance and I tipped and all of that. I asked them if they were disappointed that they were still open because they can't tap into the same benefits that we can. And all three of them from a very frowny face, not happy place said, yes, they would much rather be closed because they all have side hustles and also because they can't tap into the resources that we can tap into. So for the, and they all said that they also all lost shifts. So they're down about eight hours each is what they told me. So what do you think? Would you rather we be open partially and all only get one shift a week? Or are you actually glad that we're closed? uh, That's a very difficult question to answer. I mean, if I worked at a coffee bean, I would probably be like, yeah, fuck this shit. But we work at the comedy store. That's very just just number wise. That's very, very hard to answer. I mean, we'll be talking how many people are allowed to come in, you know, if if it's. And then it depends on how many bartenders we got. I mean, because if we stay open, I'm, I'm, I could probably get about two, three shifts a week. And if I get two, three shifts a week, I'm making more money than unemployment would pay me. But if you went down to one, like they all lost a shift. So on average, how many shifts a week were you working when all this happened? I was working on average. I would call it two shifts a week because some weeks I work one shift, but then I would then the next week I could probably pick up three shifts. Okay, because you were making enough money through comedy, right? Which we had established in earlier episodes. So do you think like, like, I guess then Lee, if if for you, because I thought about it when they said, you know, we've just lost hours. I thought if we went down to halftime at the, at the job, I would much rather it be closed so that I could use this time for the things that I actually am out in LA to do. And then tap into unemployment but that isn't true for everyone who either doesn't have like there are some co-workers of ours who are not artists and don't have anything going on on the side and they're going crazy so I just I guess the question becomes if you don't have anything else going on or if you are only making half of your income would it be worth it to stay open then I think that unfortunately for them no one has told them that they can apply for unemployment with lost wages it doesn't have to be full unemployment if you get your your hours cut and you're working less than 30 hours a week or generally whatever your full time somewhere is is it if it's cut to part time you can apply for partial unemployment but in most of these places they're they'll never get full-time hours because then they have to offer health insurance so a lot of these people are going are they were already at part-time and now they're losing eight hours on top of that i think that i would say a just I, I know nothing ultimately about this but like i feel like it'd still be worth it for them to file but b yeah i honestly like i want the money and i'm not like looking a gift horse in the mouth as soon as we're open i'm ready to go back and make money But I really think that not having the comedy store, and I was going to say this earlier, you know, I'm a pastry chef. I have been a server for 20 years or more, and it is what I've always relied on to support my various careers. But I am a pastry chef who, and I, you know, the sad part is that I was making half as much as I make as a server as a full-time pastry chef at a Marriott somewhere, but it was union and I was getting great benefits and it was great and I learned a lot, but like, you can't fucking live off of that shit. So I've been trying to start my own business for the last two years back at the comedy store working to support that. The problem is that we make so much money at the comedy store 
that I am distracted by it. Uh And the nightlife is very distracting also. And the fact that all my friends work there and it becomes like an event. It's not just going to work and coming home for me. Like it's also, and I was thinking today, like literally I miss getting dressed i love getting dressed up to go to work it's like a performance art for me (laughs) i'm not an actor but i it's like i go in i get dressed i get attention i come home i feel good like i didn't realize those things were necessary until i didn't have it anymore and i'm like fuck i go now i go running for attention I mean, I go running for various reasons, but one of those reasons currently is because it's the only time I'm outside and might get catcalled. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Lee, Lee's, Lee needs some loving. That's I didn't what we learned. know. I didn't realize, though, and it's kind of a sad awakening for me that I didn't realize I relied on it that much, but it's like, fuck. Well, I think some of customer service is performance art, though. It I mean, is. it's like, I don't give a fuck about your day. I don't care but i'm a mask i'm a pretend i'm a mask i'm a pretend all night yeah and i don't give a fuck about the tight five you're trying to do from the table because you think you should be a comic i don't want to listen to it my friends say i'm funny do they oh do they get up there i like ginger beer with that okay Okay, great move on like (laughs) i i don't i don't care about those people however ultimately yes uh, on an energetic level do i care that they're humans in the world yes all of that notwithstanding i don't care about those interactions i'm i'm dancing for the paper no we <laughs> are being real. we're all like I, I just listened to the last weekend's up ep- or last week's episode and punky was like you know if, if you want to pop my if you want me to pop my pussy i'll do it but i'm not gonna do comedy for 80 dollars you know yeah. and i was like yeah exactly you don't remember this <laughs> punky doesn't listen to these episodes <laughs> i just listened to it yesterday and it's hysterical because it's true but it's like Kate, you and I were sort of like, it's not, and I do not, I love a strip club. Yeah. I will go there every night after work. No shade. Please take me to the strip club after work. But (laughs) it's essentially there, every version of performance, there is a a million different versions of performance art and we definitely do one of them. And it's, it's, but it's not, and it's not just like attention from men. It's literally just having an interaction. Yes. Yes. Making you feel like you matter, even though I'm doing this so that you tip me. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that sounds, I sound so salty. I don't mean it in that way, but it becomes a crutch a little bit. And you don't realize that even though you hate it in the moment, we were joking also last week about like, fuck, I'll take every terrible customer on the planet. Just give me a customer. Just give me a Karen. It's not just, the tips I've realized and that's sort of maybe my come to Jesus moment this week is like I don't just miss the money I miss the interaction mm. because I'm an extrovert I love sure. my time to myself sure same but I like being in public and I like talking to people I love to be in public yes that's the only thing it's not the being inside I don't I just like to run the damn street me like, too <laughs> <laughs> You know, like I'm, I'm okay, but I'm not okay, and I just, I'm just, you know, I don't know, man. I need help. If I come out of <laughs> no, this, no, it's just who we are. You don't need help. It's just who we are. What were you gonna say? This with a shaved head. Y'all just mind your business. Mind your fucking business. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like I said to my roommate, I was like, no, I think I'm an introvert. Like I really like my time. And this has made me realize like she hates me. Like if she told me at the end of this, she wants to move out. I'd be like, that feels right. <laughs> she's like not speaking to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm annoying. Like there have been several times she's just been reading a book because she is truly an introvert. And I'm like, hey, I found this thing. And 
I read this, and she just like screams, and I'm like, oh, she hates me right now. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm a little bit of an extrovert. And I would say, like, Punky, do you consider yourself? I know you just said you love to run these streets, but like, do you consider yourself an extrovert? Hell yeah! Yeah. Hell yeah! Yeah. I mean, there was a listen. Look, there was a, here's here's my thing, right? When I lived in New Orleans, I was I was making a a, a lot of money. I was a bartender out there. The the bars was open all night. I mean, I was practically throwing my, my life away because I would work from six to two and then I would go out to bars till Ooh. six in the morning. Ooh. Then I go get a po' boy at seven in the morning. <laughs> then I go to sleep at nine. Were you fat as fuck? <laughs> I mean, I, that was my schedule, but my rent was $400. I was making $400 like in, in three night. days. I was paying, I was, I was making so much damn fucking money. It was crazy. And then I moved out here and I went broke like a motherfucker. So I had to stay, I had to stay inside for like two years because I didn't want to be the selfish person out there and couldn't tip and, you know, trying to scam my way out of checks and acting like I left my, I didn't want to be that person. So I stayed inside for two years. Oh, but bitch, when the money started coming back and I got my life back, I vowed I would never go back to that staying inside life again. And here we are. Here we are. And I, I just love to be, you know, like, I know it's always easy. We, we could go to Rite Aid and get a, a bottle of tequila and spend $22 and have a great night. But for some reason, I'd rather go out and buy $14 shots and get loaded all night. <laughs> no, I don't know why, same. but I just like to do it. It's the being around the people thing. Different. I love people. I love being yeah, I, people. I, well, the comedy store made me think that I hated people because there was a minute where I was like, you couldn't ask me for anything unless I, and I was like, oh, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> and you're asking for reasonable things. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, no, I want to hurt you. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, no, I needed a break. Like right before this all happened, I definitely needed a break. But now I, I think I realized the same thing because then for the lovely people that we interact with, which there are so many, I miss those interactions. We're like, wow, you guys work really hard. Are they like see us? Yeah. I miss being seen. God damn it. I'm an actor. I want you to see me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's, it is. It's perf- it is like a, it's a platform to entertain people. People are so excited to be at the comedy store specifically. I mean, I, I, I think that we have it on another level than just people who like being out and about eating good meals. Yes. Like the comedy store is right now and, you know, still is even in the last, you know, since nobody's been out and about, but it, like, it's the, it's the Mecca for the world of comedy. Well, if you're listening to Rogan or you're listening to Joey Diaz's podcast right now, not to like piggyback on theirs, but they've mentioned the comedy store repeatedly week after week after week. And God love both of them who will probably never hear this, but they have mentioned the staff of the comedy store repeatedly and said that they're concerned about us. Yeah. And, they're ride or dies. Yeah. Man. Those are the fun, like those, the comics. That's the thing though, too, is the, is the comics that perform there love that club so much Mm -hmm. it's a family to them it's not just a place to go perform it's a place that they actually like to spend time at when they are done performing which is a big deal for comics because a lot of comics other than punky are introverted and do not like to fucking talk to people yeah punky would you consider the comedy store your home club oh fuck yeah that's my that's the the comedy store there's only two jobs in this world that i will ever give thanks to and that's the job i left from new orleans because without them i would never be able to be out here the daiquiri shop the daiquiri shop yep and the comedy store has done everything for me are you kidding when i didn't have a a place to stay they, they was like you could stay in the parking lot when i didn't have a place to wash my clothes when I didn't have food to eat when I didn't have money when I couldn't they, I mean there was never a time that I I mean of course I'm worried deep down inside but 
I always know if I fall, I know where to go and I know who to call. Now, what do you mean? You just said you're worried deep down inside. What does that mean? Why? Well, I'm not worried deep down inside now. I'm saying there were times when before I even became a paid regular at the store where I remember, I think like I got scammed and this guy took like my first month's rent and my deposit because he told me it was just this dumb thing. I was new and I was stupid. And I and I just told my friends what happened and they paid for my food for like a month. I, I mean, they paid for everything. Wait, can you elaborate on what happened? Like you got scammed because you like thought you were getting an apartment or something? Yeah, th- what happened was uh, I found this company and it, they had an office building and everything and they, they helped you find a place to stay. And um, I uh, they, they helped me find a place to stay. They had the keys to this place and everything. It was, cra- I don't know how they got the keys to this place, but they had the keys to this place and the place still had the furniture in it. It was like, look, don't worry about the furniture that the people are going to be out in a week. Just go, be- just go over there and see if you like it. I went in, I looked around, I, I liked the apartment. I went back to the, the building. I paid them my down payment and my deposit. And then I never heard from the people again. Oh I went God. to the to the office building. It was gone. <gasps> um, wow. It was it was a it was a mess. It was a mess. Was that when you um, first moved out to L.A.? That was like my second year in L.A. That was like 2012. God damn. That's I and mean, uh, something I, I mutual friend of ours who also works at the store. Same thing happened to him. Like, it's just a it's crazy. L.A. is like, oh, yeah. See, that's my. They had an opening and everything. I could see if he was some scammer up the street, and I was really that stupid. But they had a building, and they had people working in it, and it 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 looked like a business. Dude. But you know what? It's okay because I know the dude's name. I know how he looked, and I promise you, Kenneth, boy, <laughs> when I see you, I'm gonna be your ass. I have not forgotten you. I haven't forgotten who you, what you look like. I haven't forgotten nothing, motherfucker. I promise you in my soul. I put this on my mama. The second I see you, something is coming across your face. I'm going to beat your ass. What was the name of the company? You know what? I don't know. I don't know the name of the company, but I got all the paperwork and a file in my cabinet somewhere. Hello. I'm glad you kept it. And and that's what I think that that's what I'm afraid of, too, is that when this all comes back, that there's going to be an opening for more scams. That's I hope that that doesn't happen. There's but. always going to be that. Unfortunately, I think that there's always going to be pieces of shit that come out of this kind of stuff to take advantage of people for people who are desperate for quick fixes. It's these times that make those people, the bad and the good, show up, unfortunately. They have to learn a lesson somehow, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, I learned a big lesson. I learned a big lesson. But the police couldn't do nothing about it either. It was like, that's so crazy that the police are there and they can't do shit about a lot of things, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, whatever. Kenneth, boy, you got it coming to you, boy. I can't wait for you to run into Kenneth, girl. (laughs) Can I please? I'll buy a ticket to that. (laughs) I would love to be there. The day when people get their comeuppance, that is my shit. It's my favorite. It is my favorite, too. I promise it's going down. I'll lose a job over that. my job worth it i can't wait for kenneth to show up to the comedy store i don't want you to not work there anymore but yeah no they, com- they, they would never fire her, They'd have her back. The, yeah comedy store is the only job that would allow you to beat yeah. somebody's ass and be like okay uh what you want to drink i'm so sorry i had to go take care of that for a minute yeah. <laughs> okay ladies well i thank you guys for your time for this this many weeks in a row i'm so grateful punky is there anything you want to say to wrap up this last week that you kind of had on your own and anything that you're just any hope or experience or strength or anything you can give us for the the, the upcoming week because this will be released on monday i mean yeah man my thing is you know here, here, here's the thing at, at at worst in the next 20 days, they're going to extend it for another 30 days at worst. And then they'll just keep doing that every 20 days. But the thing is, we can't think about it like that. I have to stop myself from thinking about it like that because when I do, I just get sweaty and I get anxious and I go crazy. So let's just take it one day at a time. You know, I know it seems like a lot, 
but every day just wake up and decide to live and decide to, you know, just, you know, occupy yourself, keep yourself busy, keep yourself healthy. Just take it day by day and stop thinking too far into it. And, you know, we'll come out shit strong. And before I ask Lee this question, Punky, are you concerned that because you were by or you were near Ahmed when he had it? Do you are you concerned you've got it? Or you're just quarantining to be safe? Um, I'm not concerned that I have it. I'm quarantining to be safe and to stay away from people just in case, because like they say, it is asymptomatic. So, but I went to, bitch, I went to Mardi Gras. I mean, if I had the shit, I ha- I done had it already and don't even know I done had it. And y'all two bitches done had it because I, you know, but I, but the thing is, but when, but that, but that's the thing. When you find out, that's when you have to play it smart. You know what I'm saying? So that's that. But I feel, but it's been over a month. There's no way. All right, cool. So Lee, same question for you. Did you learn anything this week that you or any, did you go through anything where you were like, oh no, I had insomnia every single night and that's just where I'm at. And, or are you, have you found you're just kind of in acceptance of it? Is this the new normal? Like how are you feeling on this week? It doesn't feel normal, but I don't feel like I'm, um, I think that I do have anxiety and it is expressing itself as insomnia. But um, I don't know. I just think I think that it's hitting home a little bit because we're starting to hear little stories about like Ahmed and I, you know, we have another mutual friend I who is from New York who has a friend who just passed. And then I just found out another friend of mine from New York has a friend who just passed. So, yeah, those, these are the stories that are. Yeah, hard. those kinds of things are like sort of it's hitting home and uh my mom is immunocompromised and she's bored as fuck and keeps yelling at me about how bored she is and i'm like can you calm the fuck down my mom's bored too god bless her she's like i'm bored i'm like okay 12 year old (laughs) i know go play in the yard like i don't know you have a yard you live in mississippi there's space like enjoy your space like i live in a city where there's no space but um i don't know i just feel like it is really important to try to use this time like don't you don't sit around every day being so panicked and in this like deer in headlights state that you can't use it for yourself because i do think ultimately it's a gift it's a gift to have the ability to reset and i think that the world as a whole needs to reset and that's a whole nother fucking conversation but i'm using it as much as i possibly can to advance your career advance my career as a pastry chef and start in my business but also just reset like yeah stop needing the adrenaline of attention stop like using those things as drugs start start relying on myself a little bit more for happiness and those kinds of things and like meditating and instead of you know it, i still my instincts now are even if i'm exhausted you need to go running no and then today instead of doing that i did yoga because I love to do yoga, but I used to go somewhere to do yoga. And so I realized that I'm really connected to being, being in, in public sure it's i mean it's punky had pointed that out too it's an interesting realization that i hadn't had and i would say there's two things that i've learned i have a girlfriend who does 30 30 and she says total she's allowed to look at the news for an hour a day but she can do 30 in the morning and 30 at night and that's it and she sets a timer on her phone and when the timer goes off at 30 even if she's in the middle of an article she shuts it down and she says okay that's all the information that i get today mm-hmm. she said that that has been enormously helpful and the other thing is is i think for like the three of us in this room or well punky's virtual but for the three of us right now on this podcast we fortunately have other interests and there are people who are in this right now who don't have other interests whose job 
is everything. Mm -hmm. And I think for those of us with other interests, it's hard to remember that we also need to take a day off. Even if you have those extra six hours, I'm guilty of this where I'm like, well, I don't know when I'm going to get this amount of time concentrated again to work on my craft or the thing that I'm out here to do. But my therapist, again, God love her. I love you, Jennifer. She said again, she said, you still need a day that is not, that has nothing to do with anything that even if it doesn't mean you melt in front of a television, it just means it's not with a goal and there's not objectives and you don't work out. It's a floating day because otherwise we aren't using this time to recharge and we will go back to work depleted and we will not have utilized this in the best way possible. And I will still want to put my hands on customers and all of those things (laughs) that I'm guilty of. So that's what I've learned in these last three weeks. Ladies, you got anything else to say? Yeah, Kate, one more thing to say. Um, Guys, Kenneth, I promise you I'm going to beat you (laughs) in. Let me tell you, if I want y'all to be on the lookout, he tall, he black. Oh um, he, wear, he he tall, he black, he buff, and he he wear gl- and like he not ice skin black, he dark skin black. Okay. And um, his name is Kenny, and he got a daughter that live in Texas. And I don't know why. Does I know he really though? Like, Does he really though? I, I talked to that little bitch. We bonded. That's why I talked to him so much. So um, and he drank gin tonics because we had drinks one day. Oh, so you, he really, you like know him. With him? You know this man. Well, because obviously he 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 got me. He you got know what you. I'm saying? That's a, why I have trust issues. Oh, but Kenny, you motherfucker. I'm a beat you. And that's it. Y'all help me find Kenny. Okay, girl. Well, now that's all I'm going to be doing my yeah, runs. That's now. it. I mean, we got time. I know. Careful, Kenneth. We got nothing but time. Well, we're going to drop checks now. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us out here at Service from Hell, leave a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends to listen. It will help us reach more people that need to be schooled in the art of being kind. Punky is still talking about him right now. I'm doing the outro and she's still saying things. (laughs) And we'll be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry. And if you have stories of your own, we'd love to hear them. Email us here at servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com. And someone from our team will let you know if we're going to read your story on the air. Remember, if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out. So don't be garbage and be good to people. It's easier that way. Thank you guys for being on yet again. Again, hopefully we do this for and I mean hopefully this ends soon but like at least you, another four weeks yeah y'all have been so gracious with your time thank you Punky thank you Lee you guys are amazing love y'all and love yeah. you yeah, you rock thank you alright y'all have a good week we'll see you good night bye love bye. you bye yeah 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 I mean like if I get scammed out of like $1200 right now then I'll be like alright whatever but back in the day, I didn't have it to be like, I didn't have it. I wouldn't be like, whatever now. No, now I'd be pissed off as fuck too, but yeah. I mean, I would be pissed off right now, but I thought it was the end of the world. Of course, because you know? it was you had just moved here and it was all your money. Oh That's... my God. Oh. How did you meet him? The crazy thing about it was I still had the keys. And then when I went back to the place, it was a different set of... I'm trying to figure out how this motherfucker pulled that shit off so quick and so fast. Oh, you had the keys that opened the lock and then you went back and they had changed the lock? I went inside the fucking apartment. Oh my God. Wow. I bet it was his apartment. I bet it was his the whole time. And he wanted his money. He just wanted extra money. Ooh, that's a good call. Yeah. It was was so nice too. It was a back house. It was on Orange, bitch. Oh, it was his. Yeah, that was his. Oh, what a bummer, girl. Yeah, right outside of Lee's house, there was a dude smoking crack, and then he and then he hit on me, which felt really nice. <laughs> I haven't had male attention in years. Perfect. That's amazing. <laughs>
Talk again with no mic, Punky. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and condition on a grand design. Some people say it's, it's even, even harder, harder to find. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there must be some magic clue inside these. What is what kind of walls? Tears and walls? I don't know. What kind of walls, Punky? Punky, she can't hear us. What kind of walls? Behind these gentle walls? I thought it was. You thought it was what?